At Kroger, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Kroger app and save from wherever today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Found. Yes. Oh, geez. You've been, now you heard this now. Now it's happening for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. We're going to. All right, Simon. I feel like I haven't seen you or talked to you in a very long time. I mean, I've texted with you, but you know, like. Yeah. Well, man. You know, I canceled on you twice. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it it's funny because it, it's a. Uh, you get into the. I feel like we're like an old married couple. I know. And it's right? like I I only missed you after you were gone. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um just giving myself some how is life in alabama these days man uh life in alabama has been really good i mean <laughs> i mean the reason i canceled last month was because i was in bed you know and i, yes. I couldn't get out of bed for uh like three weeks so you know that that sucked but alabama was doing fine without me yes. turns out turns out <laughs> alabama didn't even need me <laughs> And I was just, I was kind of offended by that, but that's okay. Well, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, we we've been, you know, uh, my you, you know my wife Shannon. She's such a yes. go getter. You know, she just published her TED talk, and she just you know all this stuff that she's doing, and but it never feels like enough. She's somebody who whose hunger for moving forward cannot be satiated and that's a wonderful trait to have except sometimes you lose perspective on what you've already accomplished yeah. you know and, and so you you kind of have and it's really we were laughing about it the other night because i was sending you the album yeah and in the at the exact same time she was watching her ted talk for the first time on youtube and I had just written the liner notes. I had put off writing the liner notes until just before sending you the album. And yeah. I was writing the liner notes and I was talking about in the liner notes, how um, I just mentioned dealing with depression and, and, and in mentioning that I talk about how, uh, you know, after working on something for so long and then you finish it and then you get this feeling of just wanting to burn it all down and, and we can't, uh, you know, I can't, deal with it anymore you know I, I just don't I don't even want to be associated with it anymore you know right. um so it, it's a it, it was just it, it, well, well what was funny about it is that Shannon was over there Shannon gets so excited about things when she gets excited she's over there watching her TED talk and I just hear her go she's like squealing <laughs> yeah with with joy and um, you'll have to give me one second. My kids are knocking on the door. Yes, <laughs> it's okay. Come in. Maybe not. Maybe they decided to give up. Yeah, we like guests. I'm, I'm being interviewed. I texted you everything. <laughs> the the stuff's on the counter next to the sink. <laughs> this is real life, actually. He, I know. He I gave got, me I like the look. Real life. He gave me the look like, no, you didn't, but I'm looking yeah. at the text right here. Yeah, That's the right text there. I it's sent him a evidence. few minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the time, everything, you know, so um, <laughs> I told him not to interrupt or he's grounded for life. And well, now it's happened. Now, now it's over. This is what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so Shannon was pumped about her TED talk. huh? Yeah. So she's pumped and I, and, and she is so proud of it as she should be any sane person would be so proud of themselves for, for, for doing that and completing it and, and then watching themselves and, um, and feeling that fulfillment of, I did this, you know, and here I am finishing my big 12 album project. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> who whatever. cares? <laughs> it sucks. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, we just, so we're just laughing about that. And, um, 
just our different personalities is, you know, as far as those kind of things go. And, um, you know, I was really looking forward to the finishing this project. I just can tell you done were. with it. Just, <laughs> I was just like, I just need to get this over with and move on with my life. Um, but it was kind of like in the last month or two, I've been brainstorming. It's like, okay, what do I do next? Yeah. And it was really funny because just over the weekend, I get this call from a, a, a rap artist who he's calling me to ask me to produce this huge epic project and do all mm -hmm. the music for it and everything. Something that he described as an autobiographical story, you know, his story of, of his life with the grandeur of Hamilton and the soul uh, music wise of the uh, Django Unchained soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. So this it's big epic work. And I was like, Oh, Hey, I got my next, yeah. thing kind of and, and you know there, there's so much going on like we just started an airbnb you know or we're just starting it we just purchased another house to start mm -hmm. this airbnb in. and and that was kind of the point i was getting at is like there's so much going on and sometimes shannon with this desire to keep moving forward and keep accomplishing things loses sight of how much we've done i mean yeah. we we moved here in march right and we've done <laughs> a lot of stuff <laughs> you know we've accomplished a lot of stuff but she keeps us moving forward and i try to keep us grounded in the moment yeah and uh she's a tigger i'm your you know <laughs> <laughs> right right that's amazing so a bad i was like thrown off by the album like bad records and bad i was records, like man. bad records i was like it's a lot of good records though <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, like in the liner notes, I talk about that, how I, um, that song is me, you know, feeling this sense of, uh, simpatico with Leonard Cohen, who also, uh, dealt with depression hmm. and feeling like, you know, like I said, like, you know, you accomplish all this work because, you know, the, the 12 albums has just been the solo project. I'd done lots of albums before that. I'd had other bands that had other projects. I'd not just my own, but produced other people's work as well. Yeah. And so, the, you know, I have a, a, a big, um, I don't know, catalog, I guess, yeah. of stuff that I've, that I've worked on, that I've produced. And I should be proud of that, you know, I, and, and I know that, and I'm not an idiot, uh, but there's just this uh, similar to Shannon, but just dissimilar. Like th there's a dissatisfaction I have with myself and with what I've done, hmm. and 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 just and that creates a desire in myself to do something else. Like, okay, I haven't, I haven't, you know, I haven't produced my magnum opus yet, and yeah. I got to keep working at it. And and I don't even know what it that looks like or sounds like or anything. Mm. But you know, so yeah. um, but so the bad records idea was just like, you know what? Um, it kind of had, you know, and it was also me just tongue-in-cheek making fun of myself as well um because some of the records are bad and i don't mean <laughs> bad like like they're they're um I, i'm in my bedroom right now i produced yeah. you know the last few albums in this bedroom it's not sound treated you know it's not um it's not a studio but i'm just working in it sounds know? good though sounds really good though uh if you were to break down the individual tracks yeah. you would hear that they sound bad. <laughs> bad I mean, as, yeah, you know, as far as like, and, and so anyway, you know, uh, some of that's, you know, uh, the humor, but some of that is the line in the song um, where, you know, I really do have those feelings. And, and when I was sick this last time with the uh, Epstein bar, uh, it, it really triggers a lot of the depression and a lot of mm. those really low emotions yeah. And so I was <laughs> luckily I've, I've been through it enough and I'm intelligent enough to know what's happening. And I know that the, the emotions, while they're real, the place they're coming from isn't, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're coming from a place of complete hyperbole. And I understand that, but that doesn't change how you feel. And so bad records is just a reflection of that. It's like, I know I get it. 
I, I've, I've done good stuff, but right now in this moment, it feels like a complete waste of time. Yeah. So that's the lyric in the song. How could life be such a wasted time? Uh, squandered years making bad records. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and that's just the emotion in the moment. And I know it's not true, but I still can't help feeling that way. Yeah. So how do you like, okay, now that we're, we're at the end of this journey and I mean, 12 albums, I mean, I thought like, this was like the most amazing thing ever. Somebody wanting to do 12 albums and trying to do it in 12 months, you know, it, a lot yeah. of things happened, so it got extended, but still, even in call it whatever time it was, it's still yeah, crazy ambitious, like crazy ambitious. What was like the hardest part about it? Um, you know, the hardest part was uh, actually uh, <laughs> the hardest part every time. And it doesn't matter if it's this project or a different project. The hardest part is hitting, you know, uh, you know, okay. When you're publishing it, when you're saying, ah. when you're, when you're putting it up online and I'm saying, this is done and I'm going to share it and people are going to listen to it. And it, you know, I, I'm not going back to remix it. I'm not going back to, you know, so that that's always the most difficult moment in, in in everything. Ideas, musical ideas, you know, once I just sit down, they just come. They, you know, I never have to worry about that. I, I'm never worried. Oh, what if I what if I don't have an idea? Yeah. You know. But actually saying this is the product. That's the hardest part. It's sending your babies out into the world. And becoming an empty nester, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and then realizing now I have to make more babies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of babies on this one. <laughs> so, I, I, I think there's over a hundred songs, wow. you know, in the past year, wow. I, you know, uh, and they're not all songs. A lot of them are instrumentals. And like that. So I guess yeah. there's, there's over a hundred pieces individual tracks i guess um yeah it's pretty good what's Not your bad. favorite album because i remember like you know what's great about this journey is like when you didn't like something you'd be like i don't really like this album You're like yeah okay. or, you know you what's know. funny about that is going back and thinking i remember particularly one album that i didn't like what what's it called it's called um Come on, iTunes, help Which me out. Which one did you li not like? I don't was I don't know if it was Rubicon or if it, it was, was Rubicon. Was it Rubicon? It was Rubicon. Yeah, yeah I was just like, like you know, I'm not into this. <laughs> this isn't, you know. <laughs> I made it. I'm not into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, here's what did I, I think I said about it. Here's some notes, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, this yeah. doesn't have my heart and soul in it. Yeah. But there's a bunch of musical ideas, you know. Um, I I went back and listened to it like uh, a little over a month ago. And I was just taking a walk and I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to that Rubicon thing. <laughs> and, and, and on listening to it, I was like, you know what? Not bad. Ah, okay. You know, not bad. Okay. I mean, I, coming from a place where it's like, I, I wouldn't turn that on myself. Yeah. Yeah. But coming from a place where it's, it's just like, you know what? There's actually some pretty cool ideas on there. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and, and I think if that were, if a lot of those tracks were matched up with, you know, uh, some images, some, some film images, right. Movie soundtrack type thing. I think they would, they would really work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's a lot of what I, you know, write that music for, or at least that's my imaginary intent in a lot of uh, music yeah. that I write. So, but you know, Rubicon is probably still my least favorite. Um, <laughs> What's the favorite? What was your favorite album to make? Hmm. I mean, it's probably EOS because because that one is all these um, basically lullabies yeah. to my kids. And so I have, I, I just have, you know, more of a connection to that one, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, 
I do like this latest record, uh, Bad Records. I mean, uh, it it kind of, not all of it, but, you know, quite a few songs kind of harken back to that 70s rock that I kind of go back to time and time again. And then try to get away from when I'm producing my own music because I don't want to just rehash the past and sound like I'm just trying to ride somebody else's wave. Right. Um, so I did include some songs on here that are definitely not that because I didn't want this album to just be a nostalgia album. Yeah. Um, but I was paying homage. That was kind of the, the point of, of this latest record to pay homage to all these, uh, inspirations, um, that I've had all these years. And, and I, and I didn't pay homage to all of them, you know, I mean, there's a lot that are left out, but, uh, um, I, I kind of stuck to maybe a lot of the artists that kind of hit that sweet spot between like 65 and 75 or I don't know maybe 65 to 85 even where you know I just a lot of music that I really gravitate toward um so uh but yeah maybe Eos what about what about you what what do you think well I have I have a couple of comments all right one I have to say this I thought that bad records was this was your best vocal of all the records oh really yeah Easier to hang on. That was the best singing I've ever heard you do. Oh, thanks. It was like amazing. I was like, wow, this is like the whole gamut of Simon's range. This is like amazing. <laughs> like I was like, honestly, dude, I was blown away by that song. That oh, that song you. and what's the rainbow song? I can't remember. Um, uh, what? There's so many albums. Oh, uh, sitting on a rainbow. Yeah, those are yeah. my two favorite songs of all time. Uh, well, that, thank you. That no. yeah, they're amazing. My favorite album was probably uh, is it Erebus or uh, what's the one that was like just like a sci-fi like soundtrack? Yeah, Erebus. Yeah. That was my favorite because I just love that type of stuff so much. Yeah. and it was so I, I, big I, and majestic, you know. I haven't listened to that in a real, you know, <laughs> like basically since it came out. So maybe I, I need to go back and listen to it. I have no I idea. I want to listen to it again. I don't I even don't remember what it sounds like. I'm going to be honest. There's so much like, uh, like I don't know, just big space sounds Yeah. to it. I just remember like, this is really amazing. It's like a soundtrack to a sci-fi movie. And, and I love that. Like, you know, I was saying before, I really gravitate toward that. You know, even when I'm writing, you know, more of a, like a pop song, yeah i kind of oftentimes want to add those elements into it yeah. and uh yeah. um so at least has some kind of i don't know it, the word epic gets thrown around a lot and i don't really like to use it very <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> because you know let's face it not most things aren't epic no. most things that people call epic are not epic so <laughs> i don't want to say that my music is epic epic but uh but but you know we're trying to capture some kind of grandeur you know um yeah and and that was really uh like like on this last album um uh it, it was really interesting to me to you know something like Erebus I'm throwing in the kitchen sink yeah. you know what I mean it's like every it, no, no bad ideas. Just mm. throw it in, you know. Um, and then, you know, kind of edit it to taste, kind of sure. a thing. Sure. Uh, on this last album, it was much more about simplicity, you know, and especially a, a track like, uh, uh, like, like the one you said. My best thing was what's that? What's that called? Yeah, easier to hang on. I like how yeah. I know your songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is like a constant Easier. theme with us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The artist. Eh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Name of that song again? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I made it. Sorry. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were to take away the vocal, that song is so bone simple. Mm-hmm. The horns are super simple. The guitar is super simple. The bass, drums, everything is just as simple as I could make it. And there's very little musically there's just very little embellishment going on you know and that made room for a vocal performance that yes. i could really kind of maybe maybe go over the top with you know i mean tore it apart i was like wow this is very vulnerable <laughs> i love when artists sing with their whole soul 
Sometimes mm. I feel artists hold back when they sing. Like they just, it's like very superficial. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Kind of I, I know exactly what you mean. I can't explain it completely. So what's funny about that is that a few of these songs that I'm singing, uh, I'm purposely doing that exact thing, what you just described. I can tell you other people's money, um, the title track, Bad Records, um, and a handful of others. I actually made a point of sitting while I sing them okay. and singing as quiet as I, as I possibly could and still kind of hit the notes, you know, and, 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 and allowing myself to not quite hit the notes, you know, and just yeah. saying that's, I know a lot of people, especially real singers be like, why didn't you tune that? Why didn't you do some? It's like, because it, it, I like that intimacy. Uh, Lou Reed uh, talked about his own singing one time. He said uh, that when he was singing, he wanted the the feel that he's just sitting right next to the listener mm. and just singing kind of into their ears. So he doesn't have to scream. He doesn't have to get super loud and things like that. He's, he's basically having a musical conversation with the listener. And I was trying to get that feel in those songs. And that takes a lot of restraint, you know, because you could eat like, like the song other people's money it has a big chorus right yeah but i'm still whispering it yeah you know i'm i'm still uh <laughs> it's such a cheesy chorus <laughs> i didn't try to remember how it goes <laughs> oh here we go again <laughs> how does that go <laughs> oh yeah so but it's it's like daddy, daddy. and that's really kind of how i'm singing it daddy, little honey and, and, and I give it a little more flavor than that on the actual performance of it on the record, but that's really, you know, it, you know? And so yeah. it, and then I loved the idea of going from that kind of singing into, you know, the next track easier than holding on. Yes. And just hitting, you know, basically like the very top of my yes. range, you know? Yes. <laughs> Do you, like, you stand up for that? Are you like how I I literally when I'm listening to that song, I actually for the first time ever in all these albums imagined how what you look like when you were doing this. Ah. I imagine like your face being contorted a little bit, yeah. your body. Yeah, yeah you gotta like oh, yeah. really get deep to be it's like a lesson about vulnerability or something in, in some ways, you know. So when I coach singers to try and sing big. I tell them to get into an athletic stance. Yes. Okay. So, so you can imagine me um, basically like getting up to the line, you know, on the basketball court and, and, and getting ready to run some suicide drills or something. Yeah. That's kind of the stance. We're ready to go. And because you want to make sure that the power is coming up really, really you know, from your feet, you know, and so you're using your whole body to sing. And it's not just, and one of the reasons to, to help singers or coach singers to do that is to not, is most of us think of singing in our throat. Yeah. You know, they, we, we, because that's where our vocal, vocal boxes and our vocal cords are. We think of singing right there. It's like, well, I want you to get your whole body into the song. And that's where you're going to feel some real power from the gut, from yeah. the chi, from everything, you know? Uh, so yeah, you can... That's how you can imagine me. I'm, I'm getting into that big athletic stance, feeling strong, firm, strong. you know, but at the same time, loose and ready, you know? Yeah. Uh, how many times do you sing it? Like how, like how many takes? One take. One take? One take. Um, you know what? I don't like you. <laughs> I, I mentioned this in the liner notes. It's, it's like the last thing I, I talk about in the liner notes for the album where I say, um, I'm, I'm, I'm paying homage to Otis Redding. Yeah. And I'm not saying Otis, I have no idea how many takes Otis Redding right, did on his right. tracks. I have no idea. Um, I don't even care. But for me, Otis Redding, when I hear him sing, I'm like, that's the truth, you know? Mm. And so when I sang that song, I don't want it to be produced. I don't want it to be tuned. I don't want it to be edited and patched together into all these things. One take for the lead vocal, one take for the backing vocal, done. And if yeah. I screwed up, that's you get what you get and you don't throw a fit, man. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> no. Yeah. 
Um, and, and I actually can, you know, mentioning, uh, you know, what, what's the hardest part of making, you know, albums and records. It's surprising how much pressure somebody feels to perform, to perform in the studio. Yeah. I feel way more pressure to perform by myself in a studio with nobody else around than I do on stage in front of a crowd. Huh. On, on stage in front of the crowd, it feels like there's so much kinetic energy and the crowd wants you to do well. You can feel it. They want you to perform so wonderfully. But when you're here, when I'm here by myself, I'm only performing for myself and I'm really critical. And, and, I'll, and if, I'm, if I allow myself to, I will pick everything apart until I can't. So there's, there's like four songs, maybe five, that I cut from this album. Yeah. For one, the album was getting too long. I think the album as it is, is maybe about 45 minutes. I think it's that's one a good of your longer albums, for an album. I think, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think, I think especially today, if you go more than 45 minutes on an album, you better have a really strong fan base because they ain't getting through that album. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? right, yeah. More like 30 minutes, you know? Wow, so, really? So I've kept a lot of my albums to 30 minutes because I felt like anybody can get through that just on a commute somewhere. Yeah. And so I'm not asking them, I'm not asking too much of them. 45 minutes, I'm asking them to actually dedicate some time you know, past 45. Now, maybe somebody's never going to hear the second half of the album. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, so, especially today. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, it's so different than I think when we were growing up. When we were growing up, side A and side B of your cassette tape you got in your Sony Walkman. Yeah. And you take that Walkman everywhere. Yes, you annoy so. everyone with it because <laughs> you're always having it on. Um, uh, and it's such a pain in the butt to rewind and try to find the beginning of a song. You end yeah. up just listening to the whole thing. Said, That's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but, but today, you know, you just stream it, you hit repeat, you hit, you know, whatever you want. And it's so easy to never listen to the entire album. You only listen to maybe one or two tracks. Yeah. So anyway, I'm just cognizant of that. It's not the world oh, I right. want to live in, but, it, but, I'm, but I'm realistic about it. I mean, is we're going to get to a point where it's just like micro music, basically. <laughs> like, hey, every song's 30 seconds. I hope you pay attention to this. And like, What show is it? Some show, I can't remember, some sitcom. And they had this bit about... I mean, it's kind of crazy, like to have music that just goes that short, like that we don't have the attention span. Uh, it looks like we lost Simon for a second here. Inventing. There he goes. He's coming back. He's coming back. Are we back? We're back. We're back. Yeah. Okay. I, I mentioned micro music and it made the computer upset. I think. All right. We have a little technical difficulties. That's okay, though. Um, we're here with Simon Milliman. Musical artist. Yeah. There we go. Am I here? Yeah, we're here. You know what? You went to the atmosphere and came back. That's all. Uh, you just, you took a break. It's fine. <laughs> you know, I'm in this relationship. <laughs> it's fine. Everybody Are you needs hearing a break. Me? I'm hearing you. I hear you. I hear okay. you. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. All what right. What are you I'm saying just... about micro music? So, oh, I, I was just, um, some sitcom. I can't remember which one it is, but they they had this bit about the micro sitcom or something like that. Yeah. Where it was like a 10 second sitcom. <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody just opens the door and says, honey, I'm home. And then they roll the credits, you know, because <laughs> that's that the attention headed? span we have, you know, <laughs> I think it might be, it might be. And, you know, I try to talk to my kids about that um, and they don't believe me, of course, you know, they don't, they don't believe me at all. They think they have amazing attention spans. Oh, but but if I put on an old movie, you know, they're just like, what is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm just like, sit down and watch it. And nine times out of 10, they're like, that was amazing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you just had to give it a chance. You had to get past the fact that it was in black and white. Yeah. That there was just people talking. Nothing was exploding. 
Yes. <laughs> you know, you just have to get past a few of those things. <laughs> and, and then you can realize that there are amazing movies of all kinds and genres. And they've been making amazing movies since really like the 1920s or so. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. This attention span is like, I went to the movies for the first time and, you know, since forever. And I went to see the Eternals. Okay. Okay. Uh, I thought it was okay. It was okay. That's that's what I got from the previews. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, Maybe Marvel's worst movie, honestly, but it was still okay. But still better than DC's best. Yeah, I I agree with that. (laughs) I agree with that. But the, the observation was strange and like, people were constantly getting up and walking around in and out of the movies. Like it was constant. Really? I was like, is this like a thing? Like people have trouble sitting down for a long time and paying attention to one thing without having a phone and other things at the same. I don't know. I just was. That's an interesting thing. I don't know. What do you think about that? I I think, I think you're right. Um, You know, uh, think back to when our grandparents were growing up on you know listening to the radio yeah very few stations if any you know i mean you know you just you have what the local station is doing and that's it you basically and uh so you just sit and listen or you read a book you know i mean you know and then as time progresses you get to go to the movie theater but that's such an awesome event yeah. that you might even get dressed up. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just, a, you know, we, we, we're, we're much more um, cavalier, I think, about uh, how we consume today. Right. Because we know that we can go home and rent this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even when we were growing up, if you didn't catch it in the theater, it'd be months before it came out on on video and stuff like that. And you're just stuck waiting and you're just like, man, when's this thing going to come out? It's true. And there's no waiting anymore. There's no waiting. There's there's no way. There's no, you know, the most anticipation you get is, you know, having to wait for the movie to be made. But oftentimes, you know, they're telling us about these movies like a year in advance. That's true. That's and I true. think that's another thing where it's just like, it, it feels like our elections in the United States. Yeah. Does that make sense? Where we're yes. always- There's in always a, an election. There's yeah, always we're always in the election cycle. Yeah. And uh, and I feel like like that with movies, these movies are, uh, who can who can get the most hype? Who can get, and yeah, I get yeah. that, you know, you're running a business mm, or whatever, sure. you know? Of course. Um, but sometimes I'm just like, what, how about surprising me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. How about waiting until like, like a few weeks before the movie's slated to be released and then announcing it and be like, holy cow. Yeah. This, you, I, I had no idea this was even being made, you know, keeping things yeah. secret. You it's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you remember this, like when I can think like Beyonce, did an album and nobody knew it was coming out. She just released it out of nowhere. And they were like, what? Like, yeah. When, and like, I, and part of me was like, I really think that's cool on some level because we're in this, like, we're in this place where we every, there's, there has to be certain that this is coming. The Batman mm-hmm. is coming in March yeah. 20. Okay. I know it's a while from <laughs> now, but you know, we're going to give you exactly. so much video and audio from this. <laughs> like, and, and then you can publish all your videos about, you know, your theories, the theories and everything and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And yeah, everybody can waste their time. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a kernel of something in the video they had there. Yeah. Those are all such clickbaity too. I've clicked on a couple of yeah. those before and in movies that I was actually interested in. Yeah. And, and, and the thing they, they have circled in their little thumbnail, they never talk about that. No, no, <laughs> no, because it's nothing. It's all just clickbait yeah. trying to get you to click on something. And I actually enjoy um, watching film reviews. Mm. Um, but that's after somebody's actually seen a movie. 
Not when they're yes. trying to guess what the movie might be mm. from the minute and 30 second trailer, you know? <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert in case I'm right. Yeah. In case I'm right. Yeah. yeah. But how long does this go where it's like our attention spans keep getting shorter and shorter and we can't listen to an entire album because yeah. it's 45 minutes to 60 minutes. So like what's the diminishing return? at some point where, you know, with this, you know, I, it, it's, it's in stimulation, how we demand to be stimulated all the time. Mm. And we don't want just audio stimulation. We want audio video, you know, so we want to, we want multiple stimulations at the yeah. same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a lot of dirty jokes we could tell here, but we're not going to. <laughs> We're going to keep it PG. Okay. Um, <laughs> People need to be stimulated many ways. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. Me too. But there's a time and place for these things. And yeah. um, I think we're losing the time and place. You know what I mean? Mm. So just, just a brief example. Um, I made my wife, when we were first married, lie down in the dark and listen to the dark side of the moon with me beautiful and and there's no there's no talking there's no discussing what's happening you're just <laughs> lying there listening yeah and and i and i don't know this for a fact but i think that might have been the first time she ever did something like that mm. um and she didn't enjoy it <laughs> she didn't no that's my favorite album of all time so <laughs> You know, she's not a big uh, concept rock person. Okay. Yeah. You know, she's a, uh, um, yeah, I mean, she, she loves rock songs and she loves yeah. songs with a lot of soul and everything like that. But she likes the three minute ones, yeah, mostly, yeah. usually. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the idea of sitting in the dark and in silence and just listening, I think is really kind of a foreign concept anymore. I agree. Yeah. And it's something that I really enjoy at night, but my wife likes to talk in bed. So we have this <laughs> thing, you know, where uh, I would really love to, and, and oftentimes I'm listening to like, uh, like I subscribe to a couple of um, different uh, uh, documentary type channels mm -hmm. on, on YouTube Oftentimes I'm not listening to music. I'm listening to like a documentary or something like that. But I just like to close my eyes and just listen to somebody talk for an hour about a historical subject. Yeah. And I really feel like a lot of that's gone. And I know a lot of people subscribe to podcasts. Mm -hmm. So there is that. But normally what are people doing when no, they're not just sitting? Else. Yeah. Well, yeah. You turn on the podcast and then you're doing the dishes, you're cleaning, yeah. you're driving in the car, you're, you're doing stuff yeah and it really kind of does a disservice sometimes i think to the podcast and and also oftimes people listen to podcasts what do they do they they hit like the the fast oh, the forward speed up kind of yeah the speed I up button yeah it makes people sound a little bit chip so weird i don't want to hear people like like with mickey mouse voice and stuff exactly <laughs> like, it's so strange but people just want to to get the content that's that kind of idea where it's like yeah. just give me the content quickly while i'm doing this other thing I don't want to immerse myself in it. Mm, yeah. Cause that would require something of me Ooh. and I'm, and I'm busy. You know, you know I, we feel Deep. too busy doing all these things that we yeah. can't immerse into something. Yeah. If we go back to the dirty jokes. Isn't that the whole idea of intimacy, right? That you immerse yourself wholly into someone. Yeah. That's why I like doing these podcasts myself is like, I get to spend like an hour with Simon uninterrupted. I'm doing all, this is very intimate, very, <laughs> very erotic, very, but think about it. How often do you spend like a, this amount of time in front of somebody talking about substantial things without yeah. interruption? Okay. Yeah. I forgive your kids for coming in. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. They're grounded for life. Right. But you know, it's part of like, sometimes you all almost have to schedule that. 
with people and say, I'm going to give this time uninterrupted in front of another person or to an experience. You yeah, know? You, you do have to do that. And, and I feel like that's one of the saving graces of my marriage yeah. is that my wife and I just go out on a whim. Yeah. And we spend an hour or two just giving each other that attention. There's no yeah. kids interrupting. There's nothing else. The only thing interrupt might be a waiter, you know, sure. yeah. <laughs> that's it. But other than that, it's just a time that we're, we're dedicating to each other. And, you know, we might do that three or four times a week sometimes. And we yeah. do it way too much. Sometimes it's only like once or twice, depending yeah. on the week, but every week it happens. Yeah. And it's usually happens, you know, too often, you know, as, <laughs> as we might say, because it's like, yeah. we shouldn't, we shouldn't go out this much. And then we always say the old adage, it's cheaper than therapy. <laughs> you know, that's the old adage. Yeah. <laughs> I did that with my daughter. We did like a daddy daughter date and we yeah. just sat in front of each other at a restaurant and we talked. She's 10, but I learned so much about what she's doing, you know. And, right. And I think that's being lost too much. You know, you, you whether it's on a whim or you schedule it, there has to be something like that, or else it's yeah. just you're in this weird vortex of constant stimulation without any reprieve of like, Hey, I need to decompress with this, you know? So the music thing, just this whole, like you blew my mind about the length of albums. I was like, no, I don't want this to be changing too. <laughs> like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> so, but you know, I mean, well, who was it a couple of years ago? All right. So this is funny uh, because it's uh, because of who I'm mentioning. It's Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he said he's not doing any albums anymore after the last one he did. Really? Why? And people said people's reaction was like that. Why? He's like, no, I'm not going to stop making music. I'm just going to release them as singles because albums are out. Oh. Nobody wants albums. Oh. And that's not necessarily true. I don't 100 percent agree with him because mm -hmm. I, I, I know that vinyl's in. You know, vinyl yeah. has made a huge comeback. So there is a, a, an, an audience for albums, you know, but there's also a much bigger audience for, uh, you know, whatever streaming service sure. you want, you know, and, yeah. and oftentimes you can't even, especially a lot of, a lot of way that, that, that they stream. Uh, I can't remember. I don't, I do Apple, th their uh -huh. thing. With Apple, there's no like, I mean, you can, you know, click on some mixes and playlists that they put together. But, yeah. you know, with Apple, you can just go find albums. And that's what I do. Yeah. Because I want way. albums. I want albums too, damn it. Yeah. I always, I, it's all I, <laughs> I never search for singles ever. No. I'm like, no. give me the complete work of art. I want to know, yeah. I want to see if it's good, you know? Yeah. You want to see, um, yeah, you know, it, it it's like going to an art show. Yeah. You didn't go for one painting. No. You wanted to see the 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 collection of work that has been curated that this artist has accomplished over this period of time. And I feel like that with an album, you know, it's like this don't don't you want to see what I've been doing? But no, you, you know, you just want, you know, but you just want a good beat, you know, yeah, and you want yeah. a catchy chorus and, and then you want to forget it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, oh, so, this is so foreign to me, man. One of the tracks on here um, called Little Dreamer, second to last track. Mm -hmm. I, I purposely made this song into this catchy kind of post-rock you know synth dance thing mm -hmm. and then i laughed at it because i knew i was going to include lyrics such as a single lyrics like uh the victims of murder and rape yeah and every time i i every every time i thought about that i just somebody turning this on a club at a dance club yeah. or somebody like or even myself performing this on stage and expecting an audience to sing along. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. it's so it's so stupid. But I wanted to juxtapose that. Have okay, you want a you want a cool beat? Here, I'll give you a cool beat. You want the synth yeah. stuff? You want the catchy chorus? I'll give you all of that. And then I'm gonna sing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna sing about some real 
serious crap, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> man, it's amazing the stuff. I see like when people do videos and stuff and they like, let's say they video themselves and they have like a song playing with it. It's always oh, like yeah. the worst hip hop music that's out, like the worst. And I'm yeah. like, why do we have this like funnel of like bad hip hop? And just like, that seems to be like the main thing, like zero lyricism, just like couple words. And it actually makes it very sad for me because I'm just so, like, I growing, we grew up right like the same time frame, you know, it's like, yeah. I remember when any artist was very concerned about the lyrics of their song mm -hmm. and like how, especially I grew up in hip hop big time was like, when being a good MC and having very complex lyrics yes. and putting together like really crazy, you know, um, verses was really amazing. Like I remember, like forgot the name of the artist, but um, you know, the guys would do like, hey, I'm going to spit a hundred bars. I'm going to do 500 bars in a row. And you think to yourself, that's so hard to do. Yes. To like go for like 500 bars. That's like 10 plus minutes of just going, yeah. going. Like now it's like 30, this, most of the people can't even rhyme. Like, it's just like saying stuff. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like so bad. So bad. You know, and, and I think there's, you know, it, it, it's, it's always such a challenge because I want, you know, every style to be good or I want to find the good in every style. Yeah. And I'm convinced of that, that really there are no bad genres. There's no bad styles of music. Yeah. There's, and, and within any genre of music, there's really only about 1% that's really any good. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so it requires a discerning audience. Right, right. I would agree with that, man. Uh, sorry, I think we lost you there for a second there. Come back. So we're here with Simon Milliman. We're going on about a variety of things related to making music. Here he comes. But Sorry, man. I'm, I'm losing you here and there. Oh, that's all right. It's all good. Am I, I, am I here? I hear you, yeah. Okay, good. Um, so what I was saying was that you know, oftentimes I, I try to have a, a discussion of aesthetics with people and try okay. to talk. Bringing this back. Sorry, guys, for the, uh, I think we're having some technical difficulties. Am I here? Yeah, yeah, I got you. You're talking okay. about aesthetics. Yeah. Sorry. We're having some difficulties. I'm not sure what it is. Man. No, that's all right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's that's my internet or what, but that's yeah. Life, so aesthetics is a difficult comment to have with people because normally what people think about aesthetics is they think about what they like, enjoy. And I always use the junk food comparison. You know, it's like, I enjoy junk food, but junk food is not good. Yeah. You know, I enjoy, um, I enjoy fr kitty fruit snacks. I love fruit snacks for kids. You know, <laughs> that is not good food. It is objectively bad food in every way. Right. So when you, but, but when you try to apply that to art, people get offended because they like that thing. Yeah. And so I always try to say, it's like, it has nothing about what you like. You can like whatever you want. But liking something doesn't make it good. That's true. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, well, let's say liking something doesn't make it good. Okay. It just means you like it. Yeah. There, there's no objectivity to liking something. Mm. You know? Yeah, and no, that actually makes a lot. Yeah. So... And not that there needs to be a lot of objectivity to art. Art in, in, in its nature is subjective. Sure, yeah. Um, and as art progresses, what maybe, you know, the critics and, and the lords of aesthetics used to hate, maybe now we say, oh, we see what the genius of it now, you right, know? Right, right. So sometimes, you know, 
it takes us a while to figure out, you know, and artists have to die before their paintings have value and, you know, the old, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, so sometimes we're just really slow to, to, as, as a, just as a human race to, to grasp aesthetics. Yeah. And what makes something good, what makes something beautiful. Um, but it's a, but it's a worthy discussion to have, and it's a worthy discussion to, to, to continue, uh, with people to, 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 to try and broaden people's, people's minds about what we're consuming. Yeah. Because to the point that we were making earlier, we're the reason we're just only consuming singles and we're not consuming albums. We're not, it's because it's the same thing as, as the, as the food. We're, we're just eating according to taste and, 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 and appetite and all that stuff. And, and instead of thinking about, oh, I need to eat a balanced yeah. meal and I need to get all my, yeah. you know, uh, greens and everything in it. I don't like broccoli, but I'm going to eat it anyway right. because it's good for me. Yeah. You know, and, and, and as I continue to eat broccoli and prepare it in different ways, now I'm beginning to like it. And the same thing can be said for a lot of art and music and film and stuff like that. Maybe you didn't understand why it was good, but you just had to stick with it and put effort <laughs> into it and immerse yourself into it. And then yeah. you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah. You got to at least give it, you got to give it the time to do that. And I'm not sure we're giving ourselves the time yeah. to do these things. It's like, it's funny you mentioned about listening to music in the dark. So you send me the album. I'm like, I'm going to lay down in my bed and I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to close my eyes. Which is exactly I'm, how I want everybody to listen to my music. In your in bed. bed. That's in right. Bed. Everything after everything we say, you say in bed after. That's okay, right. that's like 80s. That's right. <laughs> in bed. That's right. In bed. <laughs> and my wife starts talking to me while she, I'm clearly listening to your album. She's chatting and she's like, oh, you don't want to talk? I said, oh, I just, I got to listen to it. I got to like be in it. I, I told that's yeah. exactly what I said. I got to like really be in it. I got to listen to everything. I got to yeah. be in it. And uh, that's always my experience with anything. If I'm going to do it. Let me, let me like really be in it. Yeah. And, you know, how do you know but, if you don't do that? Exactly. You know, my wife, um, it's something that she admires about me that um, when I get into something, I get into it. Yeah. There's no, there's no halfway. There's no, uh, maybe I'm going to make music. Maybe <laughs> I'm going to learn how to produce music. Right. We were having this discussion about photography not very long ago where I was mentioning something about, you know, how this had to happen for this. And she was just like, man, it's amazing that you just know so much about it. It's like, well, I decided to become a photographer and there's no, there's no half-assing it. There's no, no you know, putting the camera on auto and, and, and putting on a, you know, an automatic focus lens and doing all, all that is fine uh especially under a lot of situations yeah but to really immerse myself into photography you know put it on manual control everything put on an old vintage lens that i have right. to control every the focus and the aperture myself and do all that stuff and make sure that i know exactly how it all works and how you know I just bought another camera. I'm, so, I'm such an idiot, you know. I, I, <laughs> in bed. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I did purchase the camera while I was in bed. Okay. Uh, See? Yeah, because yeah, I was sick at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's a wonderful, amazing camera. And I had to justify it to my wife. And I was just like, you know, because I already own these other wonderful, yeah. amazing cameras. You have to understand why this camera is different. What? <laughs> what gives it its reason to exist within my camera collection you know yes. um and it does have a reason to exist in my camera collection and i'm really happy with it and i'm really glad i have it and uh but you know i i can't turn the computer around and everything but if you were to be able to see you'd, you'd see like there's like i don't know a hundred effects pedals like guitar effects pedals yeah. like this you know around here right and, and and somebody could easily come in here and be like what the heck do you need all these effect pedals for you know and it's like well they all sound different yeah <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> what just, i got <laughs> yeah they just all do 
very different things. Yeah. And, 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 and as a, as somebody who wants to paint with a wide palette, you know, I, I want as many colors, textures, et cetera, as I can, yeah. as I can get. So it, it unfortunately requires to buy a lot <laughs> it of these requires a lot of things. things. <laughs> and then like, I mean, take this pedal right here. This yeah. pedal is, it, it basically models a, uh, a tape machine. So on one side, you can do all your tape effects like flanging and, and delay, yeah. you know, kind of echo kind of a thing. Um, and, and on the other side, it, it models the saturation that you can get by overdriving a tape machine, mm -hmm. which a lot of uh, us like the sound of. Um, but anyway, um, it's, I mean, this thing is like a small computer and there's, you know, hidden functions, like each knob has multiple functions that you have to access a set, you know, different way. And yeah. so talking about immersing yourself, it, you know, yeah. each one of these pedals requires so much time to immerse myself into and, and know its functions inside and out so that when I want to do something, when, when there's an idea up here, I know exactly what to grab. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't want to, you know, paint everybody in the world with such a broad brush to say that nobody's doing that or very few people are yeah. doing that. But as silly as it might sound, talking about a guitar pedal, there's an artisanship to it. Sure. Where, like you say, you immerse yourself into it. And I wonder how many of us are really thinking about that kind of artisanship in whatever we're doing, no matter what your job is. Doesn't matter, yep. Are you immersing yourself into it enough that you can honestly say, I'm an artisan of this thing? Right. Whether it's a hobby, a, a job, it really doesn't know, matter. no matter what it is. Yeah. I find it difficult. And, and once again, this is my personality. It's not everybody's personality, but I find it difficult to enjoy something that I'm not immersed yeah. into. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally get that. I totally get that. It's like, you know, if you want to become excellent at something, it takes a lot of time and effort and energy and immersion to actually develop a serious proficiency yes. in something, you know, and the question is, are we as humans willing to do that now as much as we used to? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. You know, you know uh, I'm still a huge Laker fan, so I've been watching this season. And, and oh, boy, we're not. just... What we're a just... garbage team. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it is so tough, dude. It is so tough. I mean... Uh because there's all these moments of brilliance and 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 one of the biggest highlights of the whole se of the whole thing is Carmelo Anthony. Right. I mean, holy cow, is he just killing it. Yeah. And then you have other players on the team who are just ruining it for him. Yeah. Westbrook. I know. Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but you know, I was watching one of the games I was watching uh I think it was the Rockets game where LeBron James scores 14 points, like 10 points in a row, 14 yeah. in the fourth quarter. And I, and I was thinking about this exact thing that we're talking about right now. It's like the level of excellence required for somebody at his age to be playing with guys who are 10 and 15 years younger mm -hmm. than him and to dominate at that level. Yeah. That's the kind of artisanship and dedication to craft that 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 only only one in like a billion people yeah. on this planet really yeah. dedicate themselves to yeah and so whether you like lebron james or not you, you can't underestimate the dedication that he's given right to that craft of course of course man i i feel like we always have these it starts off with music and then it goes into <laughs> just these different philosophies uh about things um time is up but simon man you're a good friend of mine now man we've been going through this journey yeah apparently we're doing more after this of some movies and stuff i would like to do it if you're I mean, still up for it man. i am so up for it what uh you gotta uh, pick a movie we both gotta watch it or we review something yep. older that we like <laughs> yeah 
Arbiters of bad taste. Arbiters of bad taste. I hardly have it scheduled <laughs> on my calendar, although Simon never knows when it is. So I, I know, you know, Whatever. you're looking at a at a very irresponsible blonde. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say it, but in yeah. bed, yes. <laughs> An irresponsible blonde in bed. <laughs> also true. Also okay, true. it's true. Well, yeah. listen, buddy, I appreciate you tremendously, man. And uh, you as well. Thank you I'm very much. See you on our new segment, Arbiters of Bad Tastes. Next Looking time. forward to it. Yeah, man. I pre- you're the man. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, buddy. Hey, electrical contractors, I'm Matt from ABB. Are rising costs and product delays keeping you up at night? We can help you contractor better. ABB's contractor resources are designed to help you increase productivity and profitability on your commercial construction projects. Check out Contractor Better today. Visit go.abb contractor better. What could be germier than a bathroom doorknob? Try unclean countertops, TV remotes, fridge handles, gaming controls, and all kinds of things around the house. Help your family stay happy, healthy, and uninterrupted by illness this year with Clorox disinfecting wipes, Clorox bleach, and Clorox disinfecting mist. They kill 99.9% of cold and flu viruses on hard, non-porous surfaces when used as directed. So get germs out of the way and get on with your day with Clorox. You're unstoppable when you start clean. 